0: Vítejte u podcastu Anglicky s kudrnatou holkou. Já se jmenuji Pavlína a budu si to povídat s rodilými mluvčími z celého anglicky mluvícího světa o různých zajímavých tématech. Díky moc, že jste si tenhle kanál naladili a můžeme začít. Hello everybody and welcome to today's episode. I'm very happy to be welcoming my guest for today, Clary Wright. Hi Clary, how are you today? Hi, I'm
1: good. Yeah, yeah, getting colder here in Scotland right now.
0: Yeah, I, well, it's getting colder here in Sweden as well, so we're on the same page. Oh. (laughs) And well, today we'll be talking about your homeland, which is Scotland, as you already mentioned, and I'm very excited. And the first thing I have to ask is, are you a Harry Potter fan?
1: Uh yes. Um I'm both like the generation and well yeah, definitely the right timing for me. I I read all the books. Um but the final books were a lot thicker and actually I'm not so good at finishing like really long books. But um yeah, and I love the movies. And yeah, I love love Harry Potter.
0: And well it's a widely known fact that J.K. Rowling, she wrote most of the books in Edinburgh. And the story is also set in Scotland. So I was wondering if you've ever been to any of the Harry Potter locations, perhaps.
1: Yeah, so I think the general atmosphere of Edinburgh really influenced um, the writing of Harry Potter. It's very atmospheric, very historical, quite spooky. There is a Harry Potter walking tour you can go on in Edinburgh um, to go to the specific locations that that they think actually influenced the writer J.K. Rowling. Um, such as Greyfriars Bobby Graveyard. Um, so apparently there's some like weird names on the gravestones that might have influenced the names. You know, like you get some pretty quirky names in the books. And um, yeah, there's apparently a cafe where she went in and wrote the book, but that could be a marketing ploy by this particular cafe to get lots of people to come in. And there's literally queues of people that try and get into this cafe. But I have a friend who actually works on the Edinburgh bus tours and um, so like knows a lot about the history and says that actually, um, yeah, it wasn't actually that cafe or that's more of like an exaggeration. But she might have gone through different cafes in Edinburgh. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. Well, I definitely want to go now. I should do. And well, there's so many other things that, you know, come to mind when I think of your land, you know, stone castles and bagpipes and lush forests. And but there's this one thing, the haggis. Do people eat that? Uh, Yeah,
1: <laughs> people actually do. And um, I get really mixed reactions from people like some people really like it some people don't like it at all but um I think it's just like a blend of different meats and stuff and like traditionally it was put inside like a sheep's stomach or something um but now it's like served in a maybe like a gelatin casing or something like that but yeah I'm actually vegetarian so I have tried the vegetarian version which is not as scary as the the real version um which is okay it's probably just mashed up vegetables. But actually people only eat it like on special occasions mostly. Um Okay. So like weddings or like special events or like a Burns Night. Yeah, which is connected to Robert Burns. I don't know if you've heard of Robert Burns, but he's a famous Scottish poet and writer. And um, on the 25th of January, around his birthday, there's a Burns Night, which is where people like have this really formal event with like um, Highland dancing and a which is a Scottish kind of dancing. It's like barn dancing, but in a Scottish way, yeah. And they serve haggis and they have kind of ritual for that.
0: Okay, that's very cool. And what would be some other like delicacy coming from Scotland?
1: Yeah, so shortbread is probably a personal favorite of mine. Uh, have you tried <laughs> shortbread before? Uh,
0: well, I'm not sure I've tried the, the Scottish version.
1: Okay, yeah. Um, so that's that's really nice. Uh, like a buttery biscuit. Um, I do like Scottish whiskey. Um, sometimes. so there's a lot of distilleries uh, because there's really good water from the highlands like really yeah so it's also really good for producing um, ale like Scottish ale and there's one particular kind of ale I view like called heather ale and it dates back to Pictish times Um, so like thousands of years and they use heather instead of hops and there's a brewery that still creates that and um, there's also Iron Brew. I don't know if you've heard of it. I don't know if they actually sold it in most places in London, Um, but it's like an orange fizzy drink. It's like Scotland's own version of Coca-Cola, but it's not cola-flavoured. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Is it like orange-flavoured when, when it's orange? Or... Well, it's
1: strange because when you look it up, they say that it's like not orange-flavoured, but it's what you would imagine orange tastes like, but <laughs> it's not orange. <laughs> It's really strange. Yeah, you have to try it to know what it's like. Yeah.
0: Well, I definitely will. And well, yeah, I mean, Scotland is obviously so much more than just the Loch Ness or Haggis, as we mentioned. Well, can you think maybe of a random fact that people don't know about Scotland or Scottish people?
1: Yeah, so most people don't know this, but the first uh, working television set was created in Scotland by a Scottish inventor called James Baird, I think was his real name. Yeah. <laughs> Cause um sometimes people have asked like they would ask, Oh, um, do you have TV in Scotland? And that's like, What? <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> sometimes people have asked if we actually have T V in Scotland. Like
0: Like because you live in the forest or Yeah,
1: they might think that we actually live in the forest or like in a <laughs> shack or something. <laughs> it's like we invented the TV. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Wow, that's shocking. And well, I also read that there are three official languages in Scotland, which is English, then Gaelic and Scots. And I mean, you obviously speak English perfectly, but how about those other two?
1: Yeah, so most people speak English here, at least now, but um, Scots, Gaelic goes back further in time. And you just still get a minority of people that speak it, mostly in the highlands and in really local areas. But unfortunately, it's dying out. But there's... Movements to try and preserve it. Like there's BBC, ALBA, and like Gaelic radio stations that speak fully in Scots Gaelic.
0: Can you speak it? Uh,
1: no, no. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I can speak some Scots though. That's more of a dialect, but that's debatable. Some people try and say it's a language, some say it's a dialect, some say it's slang. But Scots is a, a lot more like English, but with um, its own like certain words that have a certain meaning. Like in Aberdeen, it's kind of like a local dialect to say "I don't fit like I do can fit you on a bit like fire pee hen I do can fit you like."
0: What are you saying?
1: <laughs> um, yeah. So "I didn't can" means I don't know. So "can" means no, and like "hen" is slang for like uh, a woman or a word for a woman, and. Uh, Faye fay is where are you from so so that's one specific to around Aberdeen but you get so many different words actually trousers comes from the old Gaelic word for trousers like the English word trousers comes from that so
0: that's very interesting I mean I don't want to be laughing but it just sounds like you're making a joke so that's why I was (laughs) laughing like I don't want to offend people from Aberdeen but yeah. Yeah, no, no. It's quite
1: a musical accent. I've got a friend in Aberdeen who actually speaks fully in Scots. So he speaks like that all the time and even texts like that. And I'm like, what's he saying?
0: Oh, so you don't even understand?
1: Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and you actually mentioned BBC Alba. And Alba is the Gaelic word for Scotland, right?
1: Yeah, Kingdom of Scotland.
0: And so do people actually use this term? Is it like a widely known term in Scotland, Alba?
1: Um, It's actually, it's used more in like a traditional arty way. Now, like, uh, people will just call it Scotland, mostly, but in Gaelic communities, they might call it Alba. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it comes from the, the Gaelic source.
0: And, I mean, you obviously have a very specific and amazing accent in English. And what would be some maybe words or phrases that we would only come across to in Scotland? Can you think of any? Um,
1: yeah, so um, things like fit like, which is what I said earlier, which means what, or like, what are you doing? And, um, yeah, um, ken, which is like, no.
0: It's interesting. And... Well, next question, which I know might be like a little sensitive for some people, but I, so I definitely don't want to be pushing you into anything like political or anything. But how would you describe the relationship between Scotland and England?
1: Yeah, so um, it's a funny one, because mostly people joke about rivalry with England. I don't think it's as serious as it used to be. But maybe there was in the past, and like sometimes now a bit of hostility towards english people in some places for some people which which isn't really great but it's kind of dying out now now it's more of like a, a joking thing so if if there is like a rivalry it's meant in a tongue-in-cheek kind of way like in a light-hearted friendly way like for example um people might say like oh who are you supporting like which football team are you gonna support and you would say um, I'm going to support the one that's playing England. So they say that Scottish people supports the team that plays England.
0: Oh, like anyone who... Plays
1: England, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's funny. And well, if we embark on a road trip around Scotland, which places do you think that we should definitely visit?
1: You should definitely visit Edinburgh because it's a really historical city, really amazing. You've got Edinburgh Castle there, you've got the Royal Mile with all these amazing shops and also, like, museums and history. And to get out of the city vibe, um, you should go to the highlands, Um, either the northwest highlands, which are a bit more wild and rugged, they have, like, rocks that go back billions of years, or just have a short trip to the Cairngorms, which is more, like, in the central part of Scotland, um, if you're into, like, hiking and stuff. But there's not many forests there. Um, it's quite bare, like heathland with heather and stuff. And if you're going like in a camper van or something, if you're definitely driving, then uh, you could go Route 66, which is north of Inverness, And it's this big like loop that goes um, across the, the border, the north of Scotland. So it goes along the coastal paths completely around Scotland. Um, that's a really good route to do.
0: Yeah, Route 66.
1: Yeah, Route 66, yeah.
0: (laughs) And what do you like the most and least about Scotland?
1: Yeah, so I probably dislike the weather the most, uh, the rain and the cold. Um, Because when I go to England, um, I find that it's just like way better temperature. It's more sheltered. Um, But even Edinburgh is actually a bit warmer than Aberdeen and more sheltered from the wind. And what I like most is the nature we have here. Like is um you can access nature really easily. It's like on your doorstep if you're living in the city. Um yeah, it's really nice.
0: Yeah. I I mean I've never actually been to Scotland, but I mean it all looks amazing.
1: Yeah, you should come and visit.
0: Yeah, I definitely want to go. And what? Uh, who are some famous Scots that we should definitely learn the names of?
1: Yeah, so there's Robert Burns, also known as Robbie Burns. <laughs> 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 and, yeah, he's a famous poet. And he's like really famous because people kept his tradition alive with Burns Night, which is that formal event where you like dance in a ceilidh and have a formal dinner with haggis. And that's on the 25th of January. My mum actually organises these Burns Nights. Like oh, a cool. Charity event. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's done pretty well with it and has become like a burgess of the city by doing a lot of them. And a lot oh, that's of, very nice. Yeah, and a lot of charity events for Robert Burns. And so, yeah, he was, Um, I think it was about 18th century poet. He was really influential. And, like, people all over the world come together for Burns Night. I think it's celebrated in, like, America and all over the world. So that's really good. And, yeah, historically, Robert the Bruce, who fought the first war for independence in the 1300s. (laughs) And um, for someone, like, living now, like a modern... (laughs) <laughs> I agree to like history in my head a lot. And
0: um No, it's fine.
1: Yeah. Um I would say like Billy Connolly. Have you heard of Billy Connolly? Like the comedian. No. Yeah. Um he's on quite a few programmes, I think of one like touring Australia and stuff, and he's quite well known. Um, yeah, definitely follow him on social media as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is he funny? Yeah, he's he's funny. It's probably like one of the most famous Scottish
0: comedians. Okay, that's cool. And I know I'm going to sound like a complete tourist in your country right now, but I do have to ask about a kilt, the traditional skirt of Gaelic men and boys in the Scottish Highlands, right? Yeah. And, well, I suppose we all might have heard the rumor that under a kilt belongs zero underwear. So could you confirm or deny this statement?
1: Um... Yeah, I would say it's true because whenever (laughs) I've asked people, (laughs) Are you wearing anything underneath? They'll be like, No, I'm (laughs) a wonderful traditional. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) And well, during which occasions would men wear a kilt?
1: So, um, it would be formal occasions, a little bit like eating haggis. It would be like weddings, um, Burns nights, and. like, graduation ceremonies. Uh, most people don't wear it every day, but I do occasionally see people, like, walking around in a kilt in the street. Just sometimes, okay. like, a minority.
0: And do people from, or, like, not people, men from your family wear it? Uh,
1: my brother definitely does. He's quite patriotic. Um, but I think he's been thrown out of a club for wearing one in England, which is a bit strange. And
0: What do you mean? Like, what kind of club? Um, Like, a bar. I oh. um, was trying
1: to get in... And yeah, they didn't let him in because he was wearing a kilt, but it could have been other reasons, who knows. <laughs> and yeah, my uh my dad doesn't. Um, but yeah, most most people do, but really occasionally, like most men do on special occasions. But not not always. You do also get tartan trousers that men sometimes wear as well. Or mm-hmm. like a waistcoat, tartan waistcoat.
0: Okay. I read that Scotland's national animal is the unicorn is it correct
1: (laughs) yeah uh yeah is um on the coat of arms you can see the lion which represents england and the unicorn which represents scotland and the unicorn symbol actually goes back to like like over a thousand years in celtic mythology and um it's meant to represent mysticism and purity and power But the thing is, in the coat of arms, you can actually see, like, that it's got chains around it. And when I first saw that at Aberdeen Uni, like, there was a stone sculpture of the unicorn in chains, and I asked about that, and someone said that that was, um, like, to represent the oppression of England. But actually, apparently that's not the case. It's just what sometimes people say about it, that actually it could represent... um, the king at the time that was trying to get control over the lands because because the highlanders and and the people were like quite unruly so it could be a king trying to get control or just be to do with a symbol um that's like a wild spirit and it's it's a way of taming it
0: beautiful and yeah yeah yeah. i like unicorns (laughs) yeah i like unicorns too i was just a bit surprised
1: yeah yeah it's quite cool um what about in Sweden? Is there a particular
0: symbol there? I should probably look this up. I could because I have zero clue. <laughs> <laughs> we have lion in the Czech Republic, but I don't oh, know. Oh cool. Sweden.
1: Yeah, lions are used quite a lot. The Robert the Bruce also has a flag, which is a lion. And um yeah, England uses that symbol as well.
0: Yeah. And well, can you ever see yourself living anywhere else?
1: Yeah, I can see myself staying in Scotland, but I'm definitely quite adventurous and I quite like to live somewhere else at some point. I don't really look that Scottish and I feel like I might blend in somewhere else like Spain and it's also sunnier in Spain. So so I don't know. I think I need to see how it goes. Like for now, I'm going to stay in Scotland. Of course. Yeah.
0: And also with the situation now and everything.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, It's kind of hard to travel now
0: yeah well thank you so much for sitting down with us today and telling us about your beautiful land
1: no worries thanks for inviting me all the best in sweden
0: and thank you to everyone who's listened to this episode as well and i hope to see you next week bye